welcome to another episode of 90 Minutes of Wisdom, a channel dedicated to helping you expand your knowledge and develop a more successful and peaceful mind. My guest today is a life quality facilitator. For 26 years, she has been a personal trainer, group exercise instructor, hockey conditioning coach, special Olympics track coach, spin instructor, massage practitioner, and network marketer. She is also a wonderful mother of two, never busy, but always productive. Welcome to the show, Sandra DeVoe Austin. Welcome, Sandra. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Wow, that's quite the intro. <laughs> yeah, I even had to like shorten it. It was like so impressive. Very, very cool. <laughs> don't forget about this and don't forget, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should I redo it? You're like, redo it. You missed so much. <laughs> Just kidding. Cool. Okay. So yeah, where to begin? First of all, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to do this. I'm very excited. So uh, yeah, let's jump right into it. Let's start off. Life quality facilitator. Do you want to describe what that means to you? Hmm, I don't really know. No, I'm just kidding. So it's interesting because I remember I was watching um, or what you and I were talking about the other day. You were like, find a name for yourself that describes who you are but people kind of use the word health and wellness instructor or professional or fitness instructor. It, it's used a lot, right? So when I was working with my personal coach and mentor last year, we actually really, it took us, oh gosh, probably about a week to figure out what to call me because there was so many, like I have my hand in so many different pots. I do so many different things. I can't really just pinpoint it to one description. So we just kind of put our heads together and he's like, well, how about a life quality facilitator? Cause really what I do is I just help enhance people's lives in whatever way they need to, whether it's wellness, whether it's fitness, whether it was eye care, whether it was massage, whatever it fit well, it really resonated with me. So, and it's not something you hear every day. Right. And it, creates interest and it sparks curiosity with people like a life quality facilitator so that's what we went with and that's who I am mm, cool yeah no it's great it's really good yeah I, I was I was trying for myself for a long time trying to figure out what do I call myself and I settled on mindset coach but I don't know I'm not like sold on it still it's like it's still a work in progress you know because it is it's like what do you it, it's it is very difficult and then especially for yourself having such a wide range. Uh, I think it's a great name. No, personally, I do. I think it does, uh, you know, embrace and, and all the different aspects of what you do. So yeah, I would, I would stick with that. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll take that from you. <laughs> okay, you should actually talk to my coach. He's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Maybe he could come up with something. What do you want to talk about first? Um, you being a personal trainer? We can talk about where it all began way back when, which is, uh, it, yeah, it, for 26 years, I've been involved in the health and wellness industry, started off as a fitness instructor, branched off to personal trainer. But you know what? Personal training wasn't really my passion. I don't love personal training, to be honest with you. Um, I did take the course. I became certified, did that for a while, but it just wasn't really um, in my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse was to capture an audience, like a wide gamut of people. Um, I did group exercise as well so that's music it's tempo it was gathering a bunch of people it's like a party it's like you're dancing but you get to guide people doing that 
that's where that's what really stoked my fire so doing group exercise for 26 years not personal training for 26 years however i still have that education and background behind me so i was able to create that no matter what you do right you just it's always there but the group exercise that's been kind of my deal that's the the shizzle right there so i um you know i've had classes as large as 60 people coming and one person just guiding a whole bunch of people to do what you tell them is kind of fun super fun <laughs> so that's really where my wheelhouse has been is group exercise spinning and i incorporate you know just whatever i can into whatever i'm doing with them how does that work let's say for the group if there, i would imagine that there's always like three or four star students and then there's like three or four <laughs> kind of lagging they they don't keep up there how, how does it work how do you how do you manage that i just tell them to get their lazy asses in gear <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just kidding kind of so i i do have a bit of a raw and real approach with people when it comes to the fitness uh you know, realm of things. So yeah, you're right. When people come to an exercise class, they get to know me and they know that they're coming to um, pretty much a kick-ass workout. You can tailor it to all different groups, beginner, intermediate, advanced. So you're going to have those ones that do really, really well. And you're going to have the ones that struggle, but everybody can do it because you're just offering modifications. I would just give super, super simple exercises. I go level one, level two, level three, if you're just a beginner, here's your level one. If you're advanced, here's your level three. And then everybody's in the same room together, which is why I think I was able to draw such a really big crowd of people is because no matter who you are, no matter what size you were, age, gender, weight, anybody can do the exercises and still have a really good workout at the end of the day because I can give you this or we can level up and I can give you that. So I've always believed that everybody deserves wellness everybody deserves to be the healthiest that they can be nobody should be sitting on the sidelines because something gets in the way because price gets in the way because their fitness level gets in the way everybody deserves to be healthy so you have to provide that for them yeah that's well said amazing so now due to the current situation you've kind of now doing it online right instead of like live groups i guess that's not really possible you know for the for the near future right we shut down around March, right? Mid-March. And our gym shut down. So the local club that I work out at completely shut down. We were spinning. Um, I personally was doing strength training in the morning with my husband. We would go 5 a.m. in the morning every day. And, you know, easy for me. I can stay home and work out. I know what to do. We actually, this is really cool. What we did at our club, we have a small fitness club. We have 15 spin bikes in our studio. So I said to our um, instructor, or the owner of the club, I said, what if we delivered spin bikes to the people that really wanted to spin at home and I can do online spin classes? Like we could just do Facebook Live and we can just keep spinning from home. So we did. My husband and I one day grabbed the trailer, grabbed our little utility trailer, loaded up all the bikes, hand delivered the bikes, just dropped them off at their doorstep and said, see you later. And they wheeled the bikes into their living rooms. And then we kept going. We kept spinning from home. And so that was really fun. Like we just created this huge movement. I was getting lots of people all across the world. Actually, a girlfriend in Australia was chiming in because she had a spin bike at home. I had a girlfriend in California. I had people all over the country that were chiming in 
to spin from home because we could, we had some spin bikes. People were able to exercise. So even if they didn't have a spin bike, I was giving them options. You can do some squats, push-ups, all of that stuff just to stay moving because we can't sit still just because we, something is shut down. We can't stop moving. That's just not negotiable. I mean, this is the, this is the perfect time now to focus on your health. This is your number one priority, right? So that's how it kind of started. Then I just started online strength training. I felt like, you know what? People need to st strength train. We all know that the more muscle mass you have, the better your immunity. So, and that's our primary focus. Like we're focused on our immune system right now. And if that's not on the forefront of your brain, it should be. So that's kind of where my focus has been. And then it just grew. I think one month I had 45 to 50 people for my strength training online. We chime in a couple times a week and I charge nothing. It's like $35 for four weeks, three days a week, an hour each session, just to move and educate. And there's a lot of people that aren't comfortable going to a gym right now they're just not comfortable so I just wanted to create some sort of um, an option for people to be able to work out from home mm, very nice so yeah just on that point first of all that's brilliant I love that idea of bringing spin bikes like that's that's genius for 13 years or more 14 years to the same gym and about five to six times a week and then yeah March happened and I haven't been back, you know, and they're trying to, you know, and here it's, I, I don't know. I mean, everywhere it's pretty bad as we're talking right now. And for the people in the future, um, this is uh, a COVID time. So unfortunate COVID time of lockdown, red zone, can't even, you're not even supposed to visit somebody. Like everything's just, it's really, really bad right now, about a thousand cases a day. So what I did is I, I changed my routine. Now I've done a lot of um, different martial arts in my life. So I went back to more martial arts of push-ups, jumping jacks, and I bought a, a chin-up bar. And it's been good. I mean, I'm, I'm maintaining. I'm not like saying that I'm as strong or as fit as I used to be, but mm -hmm. I, you know, but I'm, I'm able to, to maintain pretty much the strength and, and wellness. Yeah. And there's always something, right? I mean, geez, you could go into your yard and find some cinder blocks if you had to. Like, there's just always a way to to make it work. And I always say to people, you can't just roll over because something happens. Like don't make those excuses, make those your reasons to be able to move forward with things. Oh yeah, for sure. And it, it just feels so good. It's addictive, right? It's like being in shape is addictive. It's a good addiction, but it's yes, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did find it a challenge. Um, eating, uh, eating habits got a lot worse in March and April. Now they're all, I have it all back kind of, uh, to better habits again, because a lot of the things I couldn't get, I couldn't get the certain stores were closed. I couldn't get those um, more healthy choices. But yeah, as you said, it's it's where there's a will, there's a way, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's um, I'm glad that you've got it dialed in again because it does. Like hiccups happen, life happens. It's not like your life doesn't go through looking like a flat line. Thank goodness. It's like a heartbeat, right? We go up, we go down. I've gone up, I've gone down. I haven't always been in this good of shape. As a matter of fact, a year and a half ago, I didn't look like this I was kind of like the average person as well bit on the fluffier side I've been through injury I've been through struggle there's a lot of stuff that's gone on once you dial it in and I think you make everything your rituals and your habits so locked in nothing's going to shake you and you just find ways around it we're habitual creatures you have good habits you have bad habits just create more good habits and you know, and go and that's it. So I had like such a routine of 
going to the gym. It was just part, well, the minute my day was finished, and that's great that you did the 5, I could never do the 5 a.m. thing, but uh, the minute my day is finished, it's like to the gym, whether that's at 4 p.m., 7 p.m., it doesn't matter. It's non-negotiable. It's just like the minute my day's done, that's the first thing I'm going to do. And then it got kind of got all shattered, right? So it's like, okay, now I need to create a new habit and a new routine. Yeah, I love that. That's my favorite word, non-negotiable. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's how, but it's how you treat yourself too, right? Like, so like, I would like to tell people sometimes is like, treat yourself like, you know, and the whole thing kind of an ego self, it's a character, right? It's like, it's an avatar, right? So you're like moving, I'm moving Andrew's hands, you know, like it's just, you know, take control, right? Take control of yourself, of your puppet, make him, make him or her do stuff that you want to do, you know? Yeah, yeah that's such a good depiction of that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think of that. And I also think of a video game. So if you were a character in a video game, what would you have your character do? Now, you'd never have your character buy a pack of cigarettes, right? Because then they would just like lose money in the video game and they would lose health, right? So like, why would you do that, right? Why would you be like, I'm gonna pick that my character's a smoker, a heavy smoker, you know? Is that even an option? Probably, I don't even know. There's one game uh, called, uh, I don't play video games. It's been, I don't know, 15, 20 years. But when I was younger, there was a, a game called Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid, and you could smoke cigarettes in the game. And you, you would smoke cigarettes to, uh, to distract like the guard. So the guard would like come a certain way so you could like light up a cigarette, your character, but you would lose health points. And I love that they put that in. That's incredible. Love it. <laughs> perfect exactly so if we all think of it more like uh, a game a fun game you know make it into a a fun game then uh, I think it's a different way of looking at it for the last eight years I've been partnered with a wellness fulfillment company with nutrition great nutrients all of that stuff when I first got started had a great transformation and kind of just went from there but like I said before your life has hiccups we all go through ups and downs we go through injury something happens and summer happens golf whatever everybody has something that can take them out of the game like that wagon's like I'm gonna get back on the wagon well the wagon's pretty damn slippery at times right Mm -hmm. and everybody goes through it so it's just a matter of deciding to get back on that wagon right so I always decide to get back on but sometimes I fall off so last year getting back into health and wellness and more dialed in uh, so i worked for an optometrist for a few years totally got myself out of the health and wellness industry stopped teaching fitness stopped training stopped doing everything i think i was at that point just a little tired i think my body was tired i was physically tired i was mentally drained i was doing a lot um you know a typical day for me was a couple classes I had already worked out myself 5 a.m. in the morning, then I'd go teach two classes back to back, then I'd rush to the clinic and I would massage three patients, then I'd go pick up my two crazy busy boys, and then then you have to parent and, and do all of those you know adult things. So I think I was just getting super, super tired. And the average person changes their career eight times in their lifetime. So I think I'm getting close, getting pretty close to the, the eight, the magic number of eight. So this kind of fell into my lap, but there was an opportunity, so I took it. So for three years, I was in optics. But then I went from a super, super active lifestyle to an office job. And I, my body just went into turmoil. I had 
a couple frozen shoulders. My lower back was starting to kick in. I had gained about 15 pounds. It was getting pretty fluffy. Just hated where that path was taking me. It was super stressful. I was dealing with um, people that weren't in the health and wellness atmosphere or environment. Because when you're working out, what is it doing? It's a, it's releasing those happy endorphins. So I was typically around happy people all the time, right? We're excited, we're music and all of this stuff. And now I'm in an environment where people are starting to get stressed. They're grumpy. And it was just like from one end of the spectrum to the other. And so my body kind of took a toll. So I got out of that. Anyway, long story short, I got out of that, went, started to get back into my health and wellness path again and so things were starting to recalibrate in, in a way that I wanted to however I, I uh, tore my shoulder tendon back in 2018 just out playing with my kids and I did a wrong movement and I tore a shoulder tendon so it took a few took up to a year for that to recover so that set me back because when you have any type of a shoulder injury not sure if you have or not it completely it's a multifaceted joint so no matter what you do it hurts so that kind of took me out of the game and then it recovered you know did all my due diligence did everything I needed to do to recover so last summer I was kind of on a roll getting really good and I was splitting firewood trying to tear apart a big piece of wood and then my shoulder tendon snapped in my other arm so here's the crazy thing it was the exact same day but a year later that that shoulder tendon had snapped. So I don't know if you're a universal thinker or whatever, Andrew, but I was like, okay, what are the stars telling me? What is happening? Why are you talking to me like this? So I was just at a point where I was super frustrated. It's like, are you kidding me again? Like, this is going to take me out of the game again. At the time I was working with my mentor and my um, health and wellness coach and business coach at the time, who's phenomenal. And he brought a guest speaker on one morning when we were having our morning training, a really good friend. And his name is Peter Greenlaw. So if you YouTube, I'm not sure if you know, have you heard of Peter Greenlaw? There was a video that you posted, right? I watched a video with him talking about uh, the benefits of- uh... TDOS. Okay. Right. Okay. But anyway, he came onto the call with us that morning and I was just kind of at the point where I was hurting, my shoulder hurt, I was frustrated, and Peter spoke life into me that morning. So he spoke to us directly, and he started to talk about cellular regeneration and what intermittent nutritional fasting can do for that. And so I really started to listen, because this was kind of down my, what I was really looking for at the time. I was like, okay, well, this could be really, this could be the answer to my problems. And he said, Sandra, it's not some of the time that you have to do your nutritional fasting. It's all of the time. And so at that time, I was um, nutritional fasting. And every once in a while, I do it once a month, sometimes twice a month, sometimes no times at all. You know, I would just be kind of all over the place. And so that kind of just, it was kind of my pivotal moment right there. Mm -hmm. when you, sorry, when you say that, um, like, you mean like a 36-hour fast? Is that what you mean? Yeah, a 48 hour fast. So two days of fasting, nutritionally supported fasting. Okay. Yeah. So that just really, it was like my moment of like, oh, that's right. That's what it is. And that's what's going to help rejuvenate my cells. And that's what I needed. I needed tissue repair and all of that stuff. 
So I did. I just started to do my nutritionally supported intermittent fast every week. Monday, Tuesdays were my days. And my shoulder healed in half the time than it did the year before. And I got in the best shape of my life. It's like my fat coat was leaving, but yet my muscle tissue and strength and repair was increasing on that level. So everything was just kind of happening. And to this day, I still do two days of intermittent fasting every week and I haven't stopped. Would you agree that when you go onto social media, like Pinterest, the internet, any type of platform, you see some sort of a diet out there or some sort of an in a fasting regime. Like there's always something out there. If you just open Pinterest, it's like eat boiled eggs for two weeks and you'll lose 20 pounds or, you know, have a teaspoon of sugar for a month and you'll be down 50 pounds. Like it's ridiculous. It's just garbage. All of this information out there. So it's super confusing. So confusing. And the last year I have had multiple conversations and I said this to you the other day of people, it could be like this revolving chair where it doesn't matter who's sitting in that chair, could be a man, a woman, doesn't matter their age, their size or their weight, the conversation is the same. I'm confused. I don't know what's happening. I'm stuck. I have no energy. I just could look at a wall for the rest of the day. It's the whole conversation was the same. And that was what the case was for me about a year and a half ago. It was like, I felt stuck. I felt like I was doing all the right, right things. We think by going to the health food store or by going to the grocery store or by eating healthy, we're doing all the right things that, you know, a human is supposed to be doing. But yet, why is it that we just keep gaining weight? We're getting puffier. You just go to any store and you'll see puffy people walking around all the time. They're not getting anywhere. What is the answer? Obviously, it's not a diet. Diets and exercise don't work for that. And so that's where I really kind of just imprinted on Peter and have really just embraced his philosophies. I knew the protocols. I knew the philosophies. But in a way that when Peter broke down this Tito syndrome, it was my coach always used to say, just duct tape, duct tape your socks on because we're going for a ride. And it was unbelievable the information that came in that really just triggers so many things for you. And you can't have a health transformation or any kind of a transformation if you just don't know what the problem is. So once we started to attack what the problem was, the solutions are super simple. And then health transformations have been happening all around all around. And that's the first step. So when people come to me and they're crying, they're frustrated, they're upset, they're just so stuck and sick and tired and caught in this vortex and hamster wheel of just confusion. When they're doing that, I'm just, we just break down the problem. Like, here's what the problem is. And the solutions are super simple. Going back to the whole intermittent fasting, it's not a real new concept. You've heard of intermittent fasting. Everybody's heard of fasting. You basically don't eat, right? And this is another thing that can be super confusing because there's so many different theories and philosophies around it, right? So basically, what is fasting? You stop eating. And the whole precipice around fasting, and for me, with my philosophies and what I believe and what I've been following with Peter is that we really want to focus on detoxification because this is where, well, why don't I just here, well, I'm here, <laughs> a 
let's back up the truck a bit. Why don't we go into TDOS a little bit and why and what this is all about? Because I think this will be really a really good breakdown of where this all came from and what it and it will all make sense. Right. Does that yeah. make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So let's start off with the acronym. So yeah. So like explain, start from there. Yeah. Okay. So Peter has actually discovered this syndrome, TDOS, T-D-O-S. And, and it's patented. It's like registered, patented, and it's super, super hard to have something patented, but he has it now. Um, it's a registered name and all of that stuff. So he discovered these four things. And what these four things are the cofactors that are undermining your quality life potential. So the T stands for toxicity. The D is deficiency, mainly deficiency in nutrition. The O is for obesity and the S is for stress. Now let's take the T. So toxicity, it's not a new word. We've heard the word. We can pretty much understand what toxicity is, right? Like it's in the air we breathe, it's in the water we drink, it's what we put on our skin, it's what we do in our hair. It's everywhere. There's no real way that we can get away from pollutants or toxins. We're exposed to it, right? It comes into our environment, it comes into our bubble, and it comes into our personal space. We can't control that. We don't, I mean, we can try our best by going or, you know, organic and chemical free and all of that stuff, but it's in everything, like it's in the rain clouds. So they just did a study a few years ago that they tested rain from all parts of the world and every single place on this planet, our rain is now holding plastic. And so when that rain comes down, we are ingesting that. So on average, you and I and everybody else on the planet are ingesting the equivalency of one credit card a week in plastic. Hmm. so that's kind of gross but it's just that just goes to show that it's everywhere and we just can't get away from it and I'm not I'm not this hippie granola like I wear makeup I'm not overly fussy about organic makeup but I know the information so I think once if we can know better we can do better and it's just the choices that we make to do it right like, don't get me wrong, I'll eat a whole bag of Doritos. I love freaking Doritos. I'm a health guy. So it's just like, <laughs> it's just our choices, right? Yeah, for sure. I think that, I think it's really interesting. And we will, we'll try to get a sponsorship by Doritos. I'll just like, <laughs> kind of put in a thing there. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. I've heard that same thing about plastic. It's very disturbing. Mm -hmm. And I think the root of the problem being like we got to address that but until we can address that let's look okay, it's in us let's address this right and it's a the bigger problem still has to be looked at like later like how do we stop that plastic but it's a as a huge 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 question that's going to require an immense amount of uh work and effort and years to solve so if we can at least get rid of that plastic and i hopefully you're going to tell us how to get rid of that plastic inside of us before babies are even born, there's 287 chemicals in their cord blood already, including like flame retardants. Um, oh my gosh, there's like Roundup. There's all kinds of chemicals in their cord blood, 287 of them before they're even born. That's how they're introduced into the world. So it just goes to show that we, no matter what we're doing or we just can't get away from it. Um, so the, the toxicity is just there. It's around us and we just can't really control what's coming in, but we can control how we get it out. So our grocery stores, we would feel 
provide us with food. We know that that is a given, but how nutritious are our grocery stores nowadays? They're not very nutritious and they're not really serving us. You would actually need a dump truck to be able to load it up and provide your body with the nutrition, about 26,000 calories we'd have to eat a day in order to get whatever nutrition we needed from food. And so that's just from commercialism. Like we don't need to get into the whole politics of that, right? But it's like commercialism, it's spray, it's crop dusting, it's herbicides, pesticides, insecticides, fungicides, all of those things that they're just using on their fields to get rid of the microorganisms that are killing their plants. So it's all about pumping out the food faster and quicker for a market value. Mm. So our food has been depleted as a result of that is being damaged. So we have this whole ecosystem underneath the dirt that really a hundred years ago was amazing. It was beautiful because all those microorganisms broke down the dirt, the minerals and all of that stuff. So your plant can absorb that and your broccoli and your spinach and your cauliflower and everything that we get from a grocery store had all the nutritional value that it's meant to have, right? 100 years ago, that was perfect. Now, not so much. So let's do a little comparison. So an apple back in 1976 had a lot of nutrition. Now it takes about eight to 12 apples to equate the same nutritional level of that one apple back in 1976. And so spinach back in 1953, one bowl, great. Now it takes 43 bowls. We can't eat that much, which goes back to my point of the dump truck loading up all that food so that we can at least provide our body with the nutrition so that we can thrive on an optimal level. So people are just getting by. And I kind of, this is where I get a little heated and a little raw and real. So bear with me, but I feel people are walking around like zombies. They just feel like crap, but they don't realize how bad they feel. And if they just got on course and just learned some stuff and got educated and, and really treated their body like they treated a newborn baby and like the vessel that's important to them, they would realize how really crappy that they felt. And so our food just doesn't have that nutritional value in it anymore. So what does our body need? Our body needs minerals and vitamins. Vitamins are really essential, but what what we don't realize is that minerals are their spark plugs to life and minerals are the carriers. So if you don't have minerals coming into your body, you're basically paying for expensive urine. Food really only provides about 10 to 15 minerals and we need 70 of them. And all 70 in order for our bodies to thrive at the optimal level. So if we're only getting 10 or 15, we're, we're walking around like a bunch of zombies, right? Because our bodies aren't uptaking the nutrients and the vitamins like they should be. So that's deficiency right there. So your body, when we have all this toxins coming in, we're going to go to the O part now, the obesity. And so when we have stuff that your body doesn't like, and it doesn't want to recognize because it's a danger to the environment within us, your body stuffs that into a fat cell. And so this goes to my point where we're now walking around a little puffier. Like you see people with puffy faces, our bodies are puffy. I was puffy. I can show you lots of pictures of me when I was puffy, but we just didn't realize that that's toxicity. That's our body just creating some sort of an internal bubble as protection. Yeah. But that's like, as you said, though, I think that, you know, there's so many wonderful points there. When I go to the grocery store and get a tomato, okay, 
whatever, I can buy the best tomato they have, organic, $10 for a tomato. It doesn't matter. It tastes like nothing. It tastes like water. It's like nothing. There's no taste. But when I grew tomatoes on my balcony, every tomato, oh my God, bursting with flavor. Like my mouth can hardly handle how much flavor is in one like bite, you start salivating, you have to like have a napkin because you're salivating like an animal because you've never had something with so much flavor in it. Yes, it's incredible. And strawberries too, you'll notice that with strawberries, it's like strawberries in a grocery store, are just like, whoa. The, 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 trick, the trick to strawberries, sorry, I'm passionate about strawberries. The, 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 trick, <laughs> the trick to strawberries is if you cut them open, and if they're all red, they're going to be amazing. But if they're just red on the outside and they turn white as you go in, they're going to be garbage. You just know they have no taste. I know strawberries. Like you, you just have to buy your strawberries from a market when in the summertime. Yeah. Right. It's just it's just a no brainer. Yeah. So obe we're talking about obesity, and um, yeah. So that's what happens. So even though, so this is where when the, when I said people were coming to me and they're like, Sandra, I'm just doing everything that I can. I'm exercising, I'm eating right, but yet I'm gaining weight. And I'm like, yeah, that's because you're eating grocery store food. It's not there to serve us. It's there to just provide us with all of the garbage and the pollutants and the chemicals and the toxins that they're putting in our food. And now your body has to protect itself against all of that. So it's stuffing the fat or in the toxins into a fat cell and diet and exercise won't get rid of that. What gets rid of that is intermittent fasting. And we're gonna talk about that. So yeah, we're just getting fatter and fatter and scratching our heads because we just, you know, we're lost. And I, and I get that. And I can appreciate that people are confused because nobody's talking about this. I'm blessed enough to have been able to, to have a front row seat to all of this science and to all of this information. And you are starting to be introduced to it as well. And we're so incredibly blessed, but we're just a small percentage of that portion. So it is my sole purpose and passion in life is to just get that information this is why I love speaking so much about it is because the more we know the better we can do and this is going to help so many people really just understand what the hell's going on so we can at least do something about it right I completely agree but you know what there's another thing people are weak like when I when I was doing so thanks to uh, I'm just going to give a shout out to Rebecca Monica Jeremy all the wonderful um, like yourself, uh, Sandra, and you know David, and those just wonderful people. Okay, every all wonderful, wonderful people. And so I was starting. I was doing thirty-six. I did two thirty-six-hour fasts, and I was doing those. And then I was telling people how how amazing I felt. And you know, there's one point where it's kind of hard. You know, there's this point where you're starting really, really hungry, but then it passes, right? And then it passes, and then you're okay. And then the next day it's not like you're starving the next day. You're actually, you can kind of eat whenever you want. And I've always been very, very good controlling my hunger my whole life. So I, I like, I normally eat my first meal, 4 p.m., 5 p.m., no problem. It's never been an issue for me. But I, 36 was a challenge. And then, um, you know, Monica actually told me about um, all the, you know, the human growth hormone right, and all that. And she educated me on that, how the benefits of it. But people I told, they're like, I would never do that. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do 36 hours. Like, are you crazy? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I know. It's so funny. And I think a lot of it, too. And this is where Peter's really passionate about the whole verbiage is because words are powerful. So when you say to somebody, I'm going to cleanse, what is what do they think of? And I'm just going to get real raw. They think they're going to their pants. Right? <laughs> they really do. 
that's what they think they're going to run to the bathroom and every single person i talk to thinks that way is that oh it's a cleanse but it's not it is a whole body detoxification process and it works as a system so that it gently purges the toxins out of our body so that our body can do what it is designed to do is to get rid of fat increase your energy levels and increase your immune system i'll kind of break that down because i think there's some points that you'll be really excited about when i talk about the intermittent fasting part and day one and day two and why getting to day two is way more important than getting just through one day right because there's a lot of people out there that just do one day fasts and they're missing out on the whole prize on day two. So we'll go into that. I'll deep dive a little bit into that if we still have time. And 